MoneyWeb now on The Money. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. I'm talking with Fred Razak. He's a chief trading strategist at CM Trading. Fred, appreciate the time today. South Africa's got an election in well, just over three months' time. I want to talk around that and traders' and long-term investors' response. But just as we quickly step back, if we look at it with global eyes, I mean, the rest of the world is, I suspect, looking at South Africa and probably saying, you know, that report card we got as a kid could try harder, could do better. Absolutely. I think that government sets policy, policy sets mood, mood sets expectations, expectations and sentiment. You know, it's all encompassing. And two of the most important factors is infrastructure and unemployment in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And foreign investors are looking very carefully what the future will be because South Africa has immense resources. Yeah, that we absolutely do in every sense of the word. If we look towards the election, as I said, it's three months away. We can expect politicians to do what they do best, which is to say lots of wild and crazy things. And then, of course, there's a result and maybe there's a coalition, maybe there isn't. I don't know. We're not the political experts here. But what we can expect is, I imagine, volatility in the market. Oh, absolutely. I mean, investors are cautious at these type of times. You know, one could just reflect on if we go over the Atlantic Ocean, one could just reflect in 2016 where yeah. the U.S. elections were happened between Hillary Clinton and former President Donald Trump, and the markets reacted wildly right afterwards. I mean, you know, I've never seen anything like it. And, you know, things just get when they do get to higher intervals, which we're seeing ourselves in much higher intervals, you know, a percentage of 3,000 points is not that big of a deal. And so there's much more volatility compared to where we were 10 years ago or even 15 years ago in the JSC. I remember, and also in 2016, of course, was the Brexit vote. And I remember that as well, insane volatility. Could some traders say, you know what, because intuitively I'm saying, you know, I'm a trader, I like volatility, but is there perhaps a case for some traders to say, I might actually sit this out. Let me shut down my computer for a couple of days and let it settle. Because if we look at the Brexit vote, if we look at the Trump victory over Clinton, it did settle fairly quick. So there are different trading strategies for different marking conditions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are situations where you want really just a very flat line and just, you know, very little volatility to take advantage of those type of financial situations. But then there are the other situations that are much more lucrative, obviously, where the markets are crazy volatility, no rhyme, no reason, overreaction, emotional trading. And until we really have another species out there <laughs> that doesn't have complacency, doesn't have greed, and doesn't have fear in the market, then the markets will trade differently. But until that happens, even yeah. the AIs that are being set up, they're programmed by humans. Yeah, yeah. So you can't expect the markets to react in an unhuman manner. And it makes total sense. It does. And, and then that volatility, if, if someone's going to trade through it, my sense is, you know, firstly, is don't bring your own sort of biases and beliefs to it. Follow the price action. If you're wrong, take the stop loss quickly. Don't try and fight the tape. That never works. Oh, absolutely not. You can't fight the tape in those type of situations. Get out as soon as possible. I've seen people blow up their accounts numbers and numbers and numbers of time not setting up pre-planned 
stop losses before they enter the market, especially in that type of crazy volatility market. That is the first thing I would tell. Your best offense is your better defense in yeah. those type of situations. And then it occurs to me, because I said a moment ago, maybe actually sit it out, maybe trade it, but perhaps position size is part of the way we manage that risk then. Yeah, position size, also hedging yourself. That doesn't mean buying and selling the same underlining asset. It mm -hmm. means having two separate assets that work separate ways, meaning if you're buying gold, you're selling the Dow. Okay, mm -hmm. that's relatively a correlated stock that one goes up and the other one goes down. So that's a strategy, like you said, you know, just keeping yourself in very minimal amount of size so that you feel that you got a part of the play, yeah. but then again, you didn't overexpose yourself. You know, no one ever cries for taking home money. Okay, there's no shame in it. Yeah, okay, yeah. but there is shame about being careless in the markets. And that's a great point. It's that carelessness. And the point that you alluded to there is to have that plan, is to give it thought. I mean, we're three months away is to sit down and say, well, I'm, I'm going to trade it. But to your point, maybe I'm going to look at uncorrelated assets. I'm going to reduce the position size. In other words, go in very prepared. And maybe it isn't volatile at the end of the day, in which case, well, you're ready for next time. But be prepared. Have that action plan in place. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And you also have to factor in the X factor, which is we're not profits. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Could there be an upset? Could there be something else? Could there be a change and people are going to react adversely to it? Could there be the same thing and people are going to react adversely to it? The scenarios you never know of how the street actually reacts to these type of impetuses. So that's really important to play defense of these type of circumstances. Yeah, and I take your point. We're assuming that if X happens, Y happens, and it may be the case, but it may not. A long-term investor listening to this is perhaps starting to get a little bit sort of sweaty in the palms of their hand. Truthfully, as a long-term investor, short-term volatility, less of a concern for you. You've got a quality long-term portfolio. You can almost, I want to say, ignore this. I wouldn't say ignore it, but yeah. even, you know, if you do have some cash on the sidelines and you know, you're looking at a long-term investment, then it might be a great buying opportunity. And mm -hmm. that's, you know, doubling into the market when the market sells off just fictitiously or erratically, if you want to call it that, because the trend is upwards. I mean, if we look at yeah. most of the indices around the world, you know, people are not into business of losing money. They're in the business of making money. And it's in their best interest to bring returns because otherwise the whole system wouldn't exist. So, you know, that's a basic premise of trading the financial markets is that it's bias on the upside. Are there situations where, you know, there's sell-offs, there's what we call bloodbaths and, mm -hmm. you know, major tankage in the market? Yes. But generally speaking, if you look at the indices around the world, they're in an upwards momentum. I mean, just yesterday, the Japanese Nikkei yeah. hit all-time record highs. <laughs> I was going to mention that to you. I don't know if you were trading in 1989 when it made the previous high. I was aware of markets, but I was writing exams for tertiary. It's been a long road back for the Nikkei 225. It has. And it's really propelled by this AI cutting edge robotic kind of technology yeah. that works for Japan. Japan has been in a very difficult space with its economic expansion because of their stunt of population growth, because of their increasing older population and much smaller, younger population. Yeah. They're experiencing a lot of very interesting scenarios that have never been seen before in history, really. 
Yeah, and a 30-year between all-time highs for an index is, I mean, I want to say unheard of, but there's probably one out there somewhere from, I don't know, the 1700s or something. Fred Razak, Chief Trading Strategist, CM Trading, appreciate the insights. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.